right. Well, welcome to Cruise and Coffee. I'm Liz Kennedy, and I'm here with Isabella Zaluska, one of the reporters here at the Gazette. And I'm so excited to have you, Isabella. Nice to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much, Liz. Thanks for joining us. Um, Today, we're going to talk about a story that you recently wrote that um, might be interest to job seekers in the area. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, so um, just kind of over the last year of reporting, I've had a chance to write about a lot of different projects funded by American Rescue Plan dollars. And one of the more recent projects that I wrote about is a partnership between Iowa City and the University of Iowa Labor Center. They're getting funding over the next couple of years, um, I think next four to five years or so, to actively recruit year-round for their pre-apprenticeship program. Um, And it's a way to just kind of continuing to boost the skilled trades workforce, getting people interested in in the trades, as well as helping them, um, you know, pursue that career and giving them the resources to be successful. Hmm. I I, like I was when I read your story, I was like, wow, I didn't know there was a labor center. Like, what is that? (laughs) What is the Iowa Labor Center? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it has a a really long history. I think they just recently celebrated their 70th or 75th anniversary. Um, so they really focus on um, educating about different trades, helping, you know, helping recruit and get people in the door um, mm-hmm. and really also building connections with the apprenticeship programs um, in the area. So in the Iowa City and Cedar Rapids area. Um, that's kind of what I focused on with this story. And I think they do a lot more than that. They also um, have different classes and seminars. Um, I know another thing that the labor center director does is she um, has a um, kind of like a group for women in the trades. So just sort of a, another community and another support network for uh, for women specifically. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. So there were, it looks like there were 20 graduates in this program. Can you tell us a little bit about what a pre-apprenticeship is? Because that's basically what they're certified with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the pre-apprenticeship program is a five-week class. It's typically held in the fall. And um, it's a way, the program actively recruits for it as well. Typically, they try to um, actively recruit people who are underrepresented in the trades. So women, people of color, veterans. Um, And through these five weeks, the participants go through learning about different trades. They also get certified in OSHA, um, CPR, and first aid. So once they do move on to that apprenticeship part, they already have some of those certifications that are important. Um, In the pre-apprenticeship program, they also learn financial literacy, interviewing skills. So it's almost like a, a, a course to prepare them to then qualify for and complete a skilled trades apprenticeship. Hmm. Um, What was your kind of reaction to, did you get to talk with some of the graduates? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. And I also got a chance to speak with um, someone who did the program a couple years ago and is now a mentor to people in the pre-apprenticeship program. And what was really awesome getting a chance to be at the graduation was seeing just the all of the different people, you know, people were younger, maybe soon to graduate high school. Some people were older. Um, there was a mom who did the class with her son. Um, so really just a huge variety of people who are interested in the trades and maybe without this program wouldn't have um, 
you know, it would have maybe been a little bit harder for them to pursue that career, even though they, that's what they were interested in. Um, one of the participants, she said that she's always had an interest in, you know, the trades and moving forward in that way, but just wasn't really sure how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pre-apprenticeship program helped her, you know, move forward in that. Yeah. I, it does feel like a lot of times that there is difficulty for people to get started with some mm-hmm. of these kind of big, cause you think like, uh, a plumbing apprenticeship has a really long commitment and I wouldn't even know anyone that could sponsor me to get involved with that. And, and really getting a foot in the door can be kind of difficult for, for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that um, I had a chance to talk about with the labor center director, Robin Clark Bennett about just, you know, it's a program that has the information that's there, but it's also a really great way to connect the participants to the directors and the the ones who run these apprenticeship programs in the area too. Mm-hmm. Um, because like with any career, it definitely helps to maybe know someone or just have someone as a mentor um, to get started. But then uh, what the pre-apprenticeship program does as well is it follows up with the participants, even when they're in the, the, right, um, in the apprenticeship, continuing to support them and seeing if there's anything that, um, they might need or any, you know, challenges that they might be facing. Um, one of the participants who I spoke with, Justin, he, um, shared with me, he's in his second year of, um, a carpentry apprentice apprenticeship. And he spoke about just some of the language barriers, um, and cultural differences that he experienced, um, in his apprenticeship and just kind of working through it. Um, and now he's really happy to be a mentor for other people in the pre-apprenticeship program to kind of help them, um, go through and support them if they're maybe experiencing some of the same things that he did and, um, kind of help them through that. Hmm. Yeah. It's not the, is that the case management you were talking about? Yeah. So yeah. kind of, so, um, he's just someone who went through the program and is now a mentor, oh, right. um, but yeah, they, they also follow up and just kind of make sure that, you know, once you're in the door that you're also, you know, have the support that you need. And it kind of seemed, was there like an industry that it was sort of focused on? I mean, you talked about construction, but were there other programs that were represented that they kind of got to get a taste for in the program? Yeah, I'm not sure um, the full list, but I think it's like 15 or 16 of the trades they get exposure to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine it's the, you know, kind of the ones that you think about first, carpentry, electrician, um, plumbing, but then also maybe some of the other ones that people aren't as familiar with, but there's still a need for to, um, you know, continue growing the workforce and also diversifying the workforce too. Right. Yeah. Well, what was last last time on Careers and Coffee, we were talking with Aaron Murphy about you know, this lack of population growth that we have in in Iowa. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of diverse applicants that come, you know, just different people from all walks of life that come in, if we can get them kind of filtered into some of these doors that are career pathways that could be really good for Iowa to have some growth there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, something that was mentioned in that graduation was that, in the Iowa City, Cedar Rapids area in the next decade or so, there's going to be about 5,000 carpenters retiring 
So that's going to be a pretty big gap to fill, um, which is another reason why this program is so important because it's helping, um, like I said before, just like not only with the workforce, but just getting different people and helping to diversify that workforce too, um, which is really important. Wow, that's a big number. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So was there like a cost for um, these uh, candidates to go through this or did, was it like a course where they had to pay tuition or? Um, so actually, no, it's free of cost to the participants, which is another, I think, really great thing and removes that barrier. Um, so the program is funded by grant dollars and, um, which is another reason why this ARPA investment is so important because they, for the next, um, few years or so, they don't have to rely on grant funding, which can sometimes be a little bit inconsistent, um, just kind of not knowing maybe where that funding's coming from. Hmm. Knowing that they're going to have this funding for the next few years, they can actively recruit year-round and really promote the program even more because they know they're going to be able to um, continue holding the five-week course. Oh, well, if, if there's someone that's interested in maybe participating in this, how do they contact the recruiters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the probably the easiest way would be to look at the Labor Center on Facebook as well as on uh, their website. And um, there's a pre-apprenticeship program um, kind of tab on their website that has all a lot of information about the program, different links and resources. Um, and then I, that seems like the best place to, to kind of keep an eye out when that next um, application period will open. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not typically sure when the, um, the center starts accepting applications, but the program does um, begin in the fall. Um, so I would imagine sometime next year, more um, information about that next cohort will be available. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll be sure to put those links in the show notes for today, but Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today, Isabel, and talking about your story. It's a really important look at kind of some of the good news that's happening in our market as far as getting people into trades and and helping them along through the process. So it was kind of a a bright spot on our on our site. Um, I'll include a link to your story. And thank you so much for joining us for Careers and Coffee. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciated talking with you. And thanks for giving me the chance to talk more about the story. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.